Did I tell you guys about my Jurassic Park viewing experience? You mean the one in 1994? <laughs> no, I what meant a the young 7-year-old Griffin McElroy. When I fell asleep in the theater. No, the far more recent Jurassic, the, the more recent JP experience that I had um, at the Alamo Draft House when I went and saw Jurassic Park 3D. Um, it's Jurassic Park with an a- additional layer. There's added depth. Um, there has been depth added to the... Like plot the dr- depth or... No. I mean, unless you can argue that, like, seeing a raptor really coming at you can add something to the plot, which it okay. did. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, it's still a fine film. It's still, you know, it's, it's Jurassic Park. There was a woman sitting behind me who at several points during the film... The, the very first time was right when shit starts to go south. Shit starts to go sideways. The power goes out. Wayne Knight is fucking causing, just acting a damn fool, and <laughs> he hasn't really uh, done anything too bad at this point, has he? Uh, except yeah, except he's just doomed the entire. Oh right, he turns enterprise. the power off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, well, so he wants to get a snack because he's been how much salty, and he mm-hmm. wants something sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's raining, and the T Rex fence is off, and the, the little girl looks over, and she's like, "Where's the goat?" And then the bloody goat leg lands on top of the car. <laughs> Or, do you guys know this scene? I do know yeah. that scene. <laughs> you know this scene. You know this fucking scene because you've seen the movie probably twenty times. This scene happens. The bloody glow like lands on top of the car. A woman behind me goes. <gasps> well, she was startled. Like startled by this thing that I know better than my own name. <laughs> well, which leads me to an important question, Griffin. Was she holding onto her butt at the time? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't holding onto her butt because she hadn't seen that part of the movie yet apparently when, that, when, when Sam delivers that line she's gonna be in stitches <laughs> Justin McElroy and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy and it's just so frustrating that Justin doesn't know that that's not what we do here anymore. My name is Chris Plant and I wish this week was over. My name is Russ Brushing and I know the best egg sandwich of the week. Best what? Egg sandwich of the week. Egg Sammy. That's not what you're bringing to the show though, is it? Maybe. Could be. Who knows? Never know. The Besties, where we talk about the very best in entertainment, TV, tech, movies, politics. And huevos. And huevos. To bring it to you, where you unintentionally, I'm assuming, consume this audio content. Um, man, what a week, guys. Oof. Let's not even. I'm here. We are here to be the Shirley Temples of this week of we this are. particular depression. We are going to shepherd you out of it. Um, yeah, because it was. I, I think gaming wise, I think all things considered, gaming wise, if you can divorce it from the rest of the shitty, awful, just miserable shit that happened outside of gaming, gaming wise, it wasn't a bad week. Yeah, not too bad. No, it's pretty good. Lots of interesting stuff. Who wants to kick it off? Who wants to kick uh, off this sunshine you, you know what, Griffin, can you kick it off? Because yeah, you have uh, just a whole drop of sunshine. The best Nintendo Direct possibly of all time. I'm going to go with yes, definitely of all time. It's, it's getting hard because the last one was wicked good also. 
Last one, they announced a ton of shit. That's when they announced that there was going to be two new Zelda games for Wii U. But those were pretty abstract. This Nintendo Direct from April 17th, my birthday. Thanks for the warm wishes, Russ and Chris. I really yeah. appreciate it. Every year, every year, it's like a, I don't know, it's like smashing a bottle of champagne over the year is Russ and Chris's well wishes. I'm like, you I got can't. my card, right? Yeah, I got, I got the card. I can't actually tell if you're being sarcastic because I did actually wish you a happy birthday. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, okay. It's for the, fiction, for the fiction of the show. Oh, sorry. Um, Fuck you, this Griffin. Nintendo, this Nintendo Direct. God, where do we start? Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Um, Justin, I know that you kind of like Link to the Past. Uh, oh I don't God. kind of like Link to the Past. Link to the Past is the best video game ever made. Yeah. Well, there's going to be a sequel. What? A, a squeakquel. Oh, you God. Finally, my Wii U is going to get some oh, action. Oh, you I sweet, sweet boy. So that's the thing. Like, this was the most bomb-ass Nintendo Direct ever for the 3DS. They announced some games. They announced some uh, localization of some games, uh, some release dates, a new Animal Crossing New Leaf 3DS XL bundle, which I know everybody's psyched about. Who's on there? Uh, KK Slider? New KK Slider? Guy's no, is no he, joke. Is he his giant white face on the DS? Um, no. It's just like a sort of a polka dot, sort of a sort of a polka dot pattern sort of inspired mm. um but the wii u didn't get quite as much love the wii u's getting a system update next week Snore. which i'm sure wii u owners the wii u are... didn't get quite as much the wii u was like the pedophiliac uncle that gets sent to prison for 20 years yeah. what do you mean dan you never had an uncle ricky i don't know I don't who you're talking about uh there is no uncle ricky that you have um he's gone he's... forever he died in the womb. Um, <laughs> he died in utero, and he's your Uncle Rick, and he's gone. And he never existed. It was basically just Nintendo sort of puffing out their chest and, like, boasting, like, look at all this baller shit we have. Like, 2013 is going to be our year, guys. And coming, like, coming up against Sony, who has gone more or less radio silence on the PS Vita. That, no, like, stop, stop, stop. That's not true. Because Sony spent almost the entire GDC being like, we were going to bring all these dope indie games to yeah, Vita. Yeah, the Vita is, like, next year is insane. 
and and they're actually original games, not just boring ass sequels yeah. to games I loved when I was twelve. So the so the big difference. Whoa, settle down there, Chris. Plant. Boom. The big difference between Sony and Nintendo. Nintendo right now is essentially doing what they've always done, which is pour tons of money into their internal development and be like, here's Zelda, here's Animal Crossing, here's all the games you know. Milk those properties. Sony, meanwhile, probably a better long term solution is essentially reaching out to poor basement dwelling indie developers and saying hey we'll give you 200 bucks fine fine you- fine fine but fucking do that the year before i completely agree comes but, out not the year after but this is yeah, why this is three years actually but this is essentially <laughs> like them waking up and they're like oh we're fucked this is their pivoting this that's is fine. Them being like, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that th- that's no justification for going an entire year without acknowledging that your goddamn thing exists. Like, yeah, yes. that's, that's bonkers. That's fair. Let's, anyway, let's anyway, get posy. let's get posy. This Nintendo deck was was crazy, and I'm so happy that they are becoming like we are now. Like the news team are all basically all hands during these Nintendo directs. When it used to be, you could just have one person watch it because you knew that all they were going to do was show you ten minutes of footage of Wii U Street Pass, and now it's like not Street Pass, Street View. Now it's like man, yeah, man. So Here. they showed up Mario and Luigi Dream Team, the new Mario and Luigi RPG. Wait, shut up! I missed that one. Well, well, there it is. That's 3DS? Uh, that's 3DS. It's coming in oh, August, man. and it looks awesome. amazing. Can't wait. Um, they showed off the Luigi DLC for New Super Mario's. Yeah, no one cares. You, No one really cares about that. Mario Golf World Tour? Looking yes. good. It's oh, got that all was the one. online. It's got, like, it looks like Mario Golf, which is probably my favorite sports offshoot of the Mario franchise. Well, Game Boy let Color me ask version? you. That's oh, the yeah. thing. That's, is, oh, that's what I want to know. That's a thing. Does, yeah. Does it follow the RPG mechanics of the Game Boy ones, or is it the less interesting console Not version? Sure. Who does it? Camelot. 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 That's the thing. Camelot. I'm a little shaky about him because I loved the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color. Yep. I guess they were kind of different, weren't they? The Game Boy Color was Big more time. sort of seated in RPG mechanics, which were no, really, they were really both great. Yeah, were they both like that? I didn't yeah. play the GBA one. I they think. were like Legend of the Fisher or the River King, right? But for golf. Yeah, exactly. Um, but wow, no one, everyone just turned off. The no, podcast. no, no, I got you. I got you. Mario Tennis for the 3DS was like a piece of shit. And yeah. that was, that was yeah. Camelot. And like they just have sort of abandoned all that good, good stuff. So hopefully Mario Golf's got it. But it does have the Mario Kart 7 community play features where you set up communities online. And it's actually surprisingly robust for an Nintendo online. Now, this is, a, this is a Wii U game, though. No, what? it's a 3DS. No, this is a 3DS game. That that weird game where it's like you live in a town where the uh, Godzilla monsters fight every Friday. Yeah. Well, that, that was looks... part of the level level five bundle. Like they do yeah. like another bundle of three games. I can't remember. All of those games. look super exciting. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I don't know. I I just feel that new Yoshi's Island on... game didn't do it for you. They're just I've played all these games. I've played all these games, and I'm very excited like, about what could more you of these be expecting levels. from Nintendo. Oh no! Did you I really expect Iwata to be like, and now a ball vision from American <laughs> McGee. <laughs> no, step I, I, into the realm. I, I, of, I don't. And I'll I, tell you what I, got me excited. Go on. Um, they are localized. No, because that one, like, literally. Let me get off on played. that for a second. Once um, done with this, uh, Bravely Default, the new Square Enix role-playing game. I'm actually kind of excited about that because. <laughs> I think Square Enix, once they get out of the Final Fantasy mindset and make Final Fantasy games, like, usually shit's pretty good. Okay. Um, 
Earthbound. I'm pumped. I Ninte I are love you it. Shitting me. I am. It is Nintendo. My game. Here is the announcement that Nintendo made during this press conference. Nintendo announced that within the next eight months, <laughs> they will allow you to buy a ROM that they copy and pasted from their laptop to the virtual console. From emulators.net. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They found it online, they downloaded it, they put it on a flash drive, and then they uploaded it to virtual console. And they're giving you the privilege to buy it within the next eight months, and people lost their minds. Justin. Like, how that does is, Iwata's butthole smell? Because he's rubbing it on your face. It might, <laughs> it might not be true, though. The, there is a real possibility that this game, when people download it, will be missing songs and certain visual aspects. Okay, of the game. that's what do you We're, think the li the license to don't want to miss a thing expired? Take <laughs> it out. That's, that's the thing. They, they like they like infringed on so many copyrights when they released that game. That's why it never came out. So it's going to be even worse. So it might be worse. That's that's the saddest part about it. Is it could potentially be a worse version of the game. That's wow. Great. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I I assume it's like everything people are nostalgic about, that it's okay, but not, you know, not not uh, earth-shattering, if you will. Um, but I will, I mean, obviously, like, I, I will, I, I say that I'll play it, but it's still going to look like a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, I'm not playing oh, that shit. It's so good. Um, that guy, Mr. Nose, who It's cares? got the Blues Brothers in Mr. the game. <laughs> Mr. Jupiter, right? Isn't that his name? Mr. Mr. Nose, Smash Brothers. Drops of Jupiter, I believe is his name. Drops of Jupiter <laughs> is in the game. Um, but uh -huh. yeah, I'm I'm super like when I look forward at the year, like I do not regret upgrading to my 3DS XL, and that's yeah, really I, all that I want was adjustment. Well, yeah, I would say the 3DS is definitely. <laughs> this is a. It's uh, looking good, man. It's looking God, good. Animal Crossing forward. alone. Are we all gonna? Are yeah. we all gonna Animal Cross? I do like Animal I, Crossing. I'm gonna but do it. I'm gonna do it. We can like stop by each other's cities and like. You know, is that one on? Chop down your trees. Wii U or 3DS? That 3DS. one's on, that one's oh. on 3DS. I'm so sorry, Justin. I almost God. bought a Wii U. I'm, I I found myself um, oh. flush with like hard cash, and I I I robbed. A, robbed <laughs> Justin, I don't know why store. you're so desperate. You have Jeopardy. You have Zombu. <laughs> I have Zombu uh, and Jeopardy. Zombu uh, and Jeopardy are my two. Good. I I don't really. I mean, like I don't obviously. I'm I'm fine. I understand. It's just oh man, Nintendo. Do you guys think? So obviously, I mean, obviously, if you're thinking about like E3 Nintendo after this announcement, mm -hmm. they blew the doors off with. We're two months out from E3. They blew the doors off with the 3DS content. Like obviously, they're not. They they can't have too much more in the chamber. They'll circle back on some of these. Show you some more of Link to the Past two stuff like that. But um, wh what happens at E3 Promises. this year? Promises. It's what they've been doing at E3 every year, which is, guys, trust us. We have like 400 billion people who want to make games for us, and all those things you love are coming. Just you wait. Well, the no. Reggie what boys. they're going to do, they're going to show off Wind Waker HD. They're going to show off whatever yeah. the Mario oh. Galaxy team is working on. They're going to show oh, off yeah. Smash Smash Brothers. Like they've got they got shit in the chamber. They're going to show off the shit that they have. Um, they're going to show off Bayonetta two. Like they've got. You're fooling yourself if you think they don't have. If they're just like, oh man, what are we going to do, guys? It's two months away. Fuck. Like no, they, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they have a plan. 
Um, let's talk about let's talk about the next thing. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about something. I want to talk about the uh, my pick this week is the best way to remind yourself how difficult Dishonored was. And that is by purchasing and attempting to play and then failing and getting frustrated with the knife of Dunwall, which is the uh, new downloadable content just dropped this week for Dishonored. Um, it is standalone, single-player uh, content. You play the uh, an, the assassin. That... You don't need the, the core game to play it? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, by standalone, I meant... Separate it is story. Not, it's a separate story, right, yeah. Okay. It, it does not take place... In the context of the game, I mean, it does, but you're you are not playing Corvo, the lead assassin. You're playing a uh, a a bad guy, an opposing bad guy. I think his name is been, Hank. Hank Douglas has been sent on a mission. <laughs> uh, Hank Douglas has been sent on a mission by the ephemeral uh, uh, genie or whatever that guy was from from the other world. Uh, played by Robin Williams. The, <laughs> the guy Robin Williams played in Dishonored. But um, mechanically, uh, you got some new powers. Um, he's got a wrist crossbow, which is fucking cool. Wait, there was already a wrist crossbow. No, there was, this, a, there was a hand crossbow. There's a hand crossbow. Oh, God. This guy's got a wrist crossbow. It looks sick. Okay. Um, there's uh, You have the ability to like summon another assassin mm-hmm. uh, to come work for, to come help you out in a pinch. Help you out how? Assassin's like, Creed style. What? He, he'll get you coffee. Yeah, if you're, like, lonely, <laughs> can he, like, go to the movies with you? He'll suggest a club uh, <laughs> to use for a specific murder. Um, yeah, so it's it, it's really hard. Like, I got to a point in Dishonored where I was pretty good. I mean, I was the guy who was complaining about the end of Dishonored because it uh, didn't have, like, it, the finale of it wasn't a challenge for me because I was just bamfing from ledge to ledge and then I fell on a guy and that was the end of the game. This is, I, I am com- apparently have completely rusted over whatever skill set I used to get through that game because this one starts hard and goes hard the, the whole time. I mean, I repeated the introductory 10 seconds, <laughs> like, 10 times before I effectively got through it now part of that is play style right i i wanted to i like to to be a little bit stealthier uh and so if it busted up into a a free-for-all then i would uh you know surrender to my fate and restart the checkpoint but it is tough now do you think it's harder than the original game or do you think it's just you're rusty i think that there's not it's hard for me to say concretely but i think that there's just not a ramp up so I mean, you're just in it from the. Mo- the other thing is you don't have the as many powers as you did as when you finish the game, obviously, because you know you you is a different character and he doesn't have all the upgrades that Corvo had by the end. So maybe I, I was overly relying on those uh, by the end of it. Um, so that that could be part of it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I loved the first game. I didn't find it super hard, but I'm like super attuned to like that stealth gameplay like i'm a little obsessive about I'm it i'm really good at games yeah that sounds a lot like me actually i didn't say that i don't know if you guys i'm like see. the best at games no this isn't me either that's not me saying that like, I, love, I like this character it's rush frustic as animated dog <laughs> <laughs> um that's that i'm actually a little disheartened by that because i i i find i feel like the the difficulty of dishonored was like perfectly tuned for a stealth game because once you start 
notching it up a little bit too much, that process of the forced restart when you fail stealth, which I know we've had this goddamn argument so many times about, well, just go with it. Um, like that, that is not really appealing to me. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't, like people always say, well, you can play super action-y too. I've never in my life played a stealth game You guys game said action-y. that. We had the fucking, the great Far Cry 3 debate of 2012. Yeah, but that's not a stealth game. I don't think it's the Far that's Cry. That's an action game that has a great stealth. Except right. for the fact that it rewards you for being stealthy, but go I'm on. talking about, I'm talking about Thief. I'm talking about Deus Ex. These are games that are like. designed to be stealthy and you can do it actiony but invariably the game mechanics are not nearly as strong and i sort of think that that's the case here where like the hand-to-hand combat is fine it's good but it's not nearly as good as the stealth mechanics so when shit goes down and poor and you screw up uh i feel personally like my only option is to reload the checkpoint because the other option sort of sucks i will say once i sort of shook off the dust a little bit i i was doing better uh it introduces some really some some tough dudes uh it has these guys called butchers that are big thuggish fellows that have giant circular saws which like getting into a hand-to-hand combat with them is not even a a good life choice like it's not an, an option for combat really i mean you can do it it's just like there's no way to not feel like a failure when where you find yourself is in a sword fight with a guy with a mechanical circular saw. How do you know they're called butchers? Um, they actually call themselves that. Maybe they're what just a bunch talking. of assholes. I am the butcher. Do they not know like that, that you are not allowed to give yourself a nickname? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not in a group of like all the butchers can't call themselves butchers. He the butchers are weird because they're clearly functional because there are like you see them a few times cutting big slabs of meat Yep. Um, with well, these meat? circular saws, and then other times you'll hear someone on the loudspeakers like, Butchers, he's here, go get them. So, like, I don't know how you hire for this gig. Yeah. Because it seems like you need an artisan, really, yeah. for the butcher. No, you need a, a subway that's artist. Smart. That's don't, smart, though. Don't you think the butchers are like, can we fucking get him in, like, 15? I'm, I'm in, like, a good good cutting groove I'm in, the, I'm in the weeds right now no, i gotta get five think how much steaks cut by the <laughs> think how much like if you think about like cops and stuff like that there's like a lot of waiting around right like yeah. where they're just like in the squad car waiting for shit to go down mm-hmm. so wouldn't it be better if they were just like mixing up some sandwiches in so that we hired meantime? cops to like use guns to cut up our sandwiches and then come and gun us? <laughs> Hold on. yeah Pardon me, officer. It's a good cut I made there. Look, I blew sandwich fragments all over, but it's a good cut. Enjoy your sandwich. <laughs> this episode of The Best Needs is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. 
And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Well, I'm going to play that anyway. Guys, I, I, I want to talk about halftime because... There's there's a special game that I, I've I've saved up for halftime that I think you're all gonna enjoy talking about. Oh boy! Okay. This week's episode of Survivor was maybe the single greatest episode okay, of Survivor. I'm have to stop you right there. That I've ever I have seen. not watched it yet. And oh, I don't want to hear a word about okay. it. You guys so all pick, lucked out. Pick something else. Oh my god, guys! I tried so Ready good. for Love out because oh, I thought man, maybe that, it would well, be a good Bachelor substitute. Fuck yeah. a duck. Yeah, that's, you know, when you should stop uh, producing a show is when you realize it's all about cutting down decent people. Right. <laughs> it's it, it's like Bachelor, if at, instead of having the women walk away from the Bachelor with dignity and get in a car, they got in a see-through coffin and were lowered into the ground. Wait, are you saying the women leave the Bachelor with dignity? Compared to this show? Compared this to this show, show yeah. yes. The, the, the difference is, in The Bachelor, one man silently decides who he would like to go home. In this show, they have a phalanx of three evil matchmakers who who just tear these women down for being human beings. Yeah, but one guy is still deciding, right? Yeah, except that guy's in the plain white tee, so really, how much of a victory can you claim there? Yeah. And he has yeah. to. He does. He only chooses between the three people that the matchmakers hated the most for like really sad reasons. Anyway, let's yeah. tie this. And then have, at the end, they rub jelly on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys? Have you guys played the video game adaptation of Ready for Love? No. It's just it's the it's the arcade version of One Versus One Hundred. 
Except instead <laughs> of briefcases, there's uh, there's women. Have you guys dipped into the arcade version of One versus One Hundred? Yeah, it's, that is it's an actually addicti- it's that thrilling, is an addictive game. I that is it's a really good. Game. It's wicked expensive. Are oh, you joking? So is this what? true? Yeah, yeah. No, this is a real thing. I mean, if you go to like uh, a Nathan's, you know, no, no, you know Billy Bob's Wonderland out Barbersville. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, Billy Bob. Oh yeah, off the three hundred five. Tilt. No, I lost my virginity at Billy Bob's. Um, I lost my West Virginity at Billy Bob's. <laughs> <laughs> to one of the animatrons? <laughs> to one of the animatrons. Yeah, well, he, was, so, he was sweet. Rock of Fire explosion. Um, uh, by the way, if you ever are in Barbersville, you can play 1 versus 100 and have a robot bear sing at you, so don't miss that. Um, it's actually <laughs> more really good. It's a really well-produced... Um, I could do with more Howie, which yeah. is to say any. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, no it's a pretty well-produced, addictive, like... In in the in the million dollar briefcase is two hundred tickets, um, and then the tickets go you know like sort of down from there. So that's like um, a comb essentially. Uh, they, they might as well tickets, put a comb. Two hundred tickets, I bet you get like a slap bracelet okay. for that. A styrofoam airplane. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some maybe maybe some uh, laffy taffy. That's I good. Know. I th- I think any game that can really get kids just super addicted to gambling super early. <laughs> Is right where we want to be. It's not gambling. I have a system. Mm-hmm. What about the Watch claw the machine? That's what what possible that system for digital briefcase prediction can there possibly be? They actually do. It's funny. At the beginning of 1 versus 100, the arcade game, there is a, a sort of shell game of sorts where, like, they show you the briefcase with 200 tickets in it. And then you see, like, 20 briefcases moving at light speed in concert <laughs> as though you're supposed to, like, follow follow the one that I mean like, they have, have to do that right they have to do that for it not to be gambling maybe I, I am skill. almost certain I bet yeah. you're almost I bet I you know what that makes now that you say that that makes perfect sense to me because but like it's not gambling because you pay a dollar to play it and the, uh, uh, like Russ said the best you could get is uh is is, is you know a, a jelly bracelet or something it's as as the jerk said. It's a profit deal. <laughs> um, uh, that sounds nice. Rustin. Yeah. What do you bring? Rustin. Okay, so this week I'm going to bring uh, what will be the future of video games. I don't know if you guys knew, but we're already starting to see the next generation of video games. Yeah, sure. And PS4. That, the, no, uh, no. That next generation is already club. right in people's homes. And I bring today the best example that in-app purchasing will be the end of us all. Oh, God. The game is... Yes. The game is Dungeon Hunter 4. And it Gameloft. Brought to you by Gameloft, makers of every game ever that has been ripped off. Dungeon Hunter 3. Dungeon Hunter 3 and Diablo. Oh, wait, no. And so Dungeon Hunter 4 is a free-to-play Diablo... I was going to say Diablo style, but it's essentially Diablo game, <laughs> um, which is fine. Like, it's actually fun. The controls are pretty solid. Good graphics. Yeah, the other ones have been the other ones have been. Yeah, serviceable. yeah, they're good games. So, you know, what they've decided to do is essentially, well, there have been in-app purchasing in past games. This game ratchets it up to an all new level of extreme. Well, tell Let me, because you're, you're trying to tease it, and it's, it's like a lot something of I couldn't give less of a shit about. <laughs> Brace yourself. You ready? Okay, so let's say you get a health potion. Okay. Every time you use a health potion, a timer appears for two minutes before you can use another health potion. That's a or, cool down. Or 
you can spend gems to reset that timer. Oh my god. Hey, let's say you want to uh, upgrade your sword. That's fine. Spend some gems to upgrade your sword. But wait, when you spend some gems to upgrade your sword, a timer appears for five minutes saying that you need to wait. And you can spend more gems to speed up it's the process. It's like they threw the IAP <laughs> strategies against the wall and saw what sticks and everything stuck. They were yeah. like, fuck the it, put a timer, we need a second currency, let's get a third currency, and let's socialize it. No holds barred in-app purchasing. It is the most shameless example I've ever seen. And what's great is that it's a free-to-play game, so everyone can see just how shameless it is. God, fuck that noise. But what if I get, like, hooked? Yeah, I'm worried for you. Does it even have, like, a hook period? This sounds like it's, like, it goes right in. Like, it just goes for the gut. Yeah, I mean, there's Does no... Does it give you, like, ten minutes of, like, holy shit, this is it. This is the... There, there was about oh, two minutes before I used that health potion where I was like, this is pretty fun. I'm enjoying this. And then it was just, like, bend me over and did me, like, Billy Bob's animatronic bear. That sucks. Yeah, so it was... It, it's Game not Loft, good. How the fuck? How the fuck is Gameloft still fucking this up? Are they, are they just sort of hedging their bets on this being, like, the new shit that can be their cash cow? Because they've been in the game for... It's not oh. that they're... Fu I mean, it is the way you can make tons of money. Free-to-play games, like... I'm not this... saying that they they shouldn't be making free-to-play games. I'm saying, how do they not know that, like, such hostile... I bet you people eat this shit up, though. That's that I'm the thing. about it. Fuck. God, people you're making it worse for it. the rest of us. Yeah. Fucking whales. Yeah. You are honestly feeding the trash monster that is in-app purchasing iOS. Look, there are good ways to do it. Uh, there are. That's a... Uh, uh, you know, Stickman Golf had Super some good in-app purchasing I mechanics. Dropped, I've dropped probably ten bucks on that game. That's crazy. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Well, I played it for roughly a hundred hours, so like I, know, I have, I, I have no hesitation. That's a lot. I had to get all the hats. I'm still missing one. They ran. I'm missing up. two. Fuck. They get expensive. They get so spensivo. But like, uh, I have no problem with that because that game seriously like. That is how I come at in-app purchases. How many hours of enjoyment have I gotten out of this product? Sure. And Super Stickman Golf, it literally probably is close to 40. Yeah, easily. I have no problem spending money on those games. But when in the first two minutes, they're like, yeah, five bucks would be great. Yeah, hey, you, you haven't earned that from me yet. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's sad. Uh, all I can hope is that, you know, the problem is like what they could easily do is be like, so here's the free-to-play version. Or spend $5 or $10, whatever, and get the, uh, you know, full game without having in-app purchasing. The problem with that is they'll end up making way less money because the people that buy the full game won't ever spend more than that. And what they're hoping is not 5 or $6 from people that get the free-to-play. To have there's one idiot 40, asshole spend. $50. Yeah. Well, and the other problem is that they just don't have like, and this is, I think, the big, the greatest sin of all about it is that they don't have a game that would work that way. Like, it, it is constructed to be specifically gated yeah. to weasel as much money out of you as possible. Like, to remove the in-app purchasing would be like enabling some sort of god mode because it is so yeah. fundamentally designed around that idea of of getting as much money from you as possible. Right. Hey, Plant, do you want to tell us about your thing? So what I am bringing to the table this week is the best reason to throw my controller through my PC monitor. Uh, and a that controller is for a PC monitor? The, the, I hate Oh, God. Oh, man. Like a Thank flight you. stick? I hate that <laughs> so much. Um, so La Mulana came out on Steam this week. And this game has been 
it's like Spelunky in a lot of ways, especially in that it has been uh, released in various forms over the past few years, beginning with like one that looks much more like an NES game. This one looks kind of like an SNES game. It's also set in a mine. It's also set in a special temple mine thing full of booby traps, and it is also incredibly difficult, and it's a lot about learning what kills you in the game. Um, but what if I told you, unlike Spelunky, the, uh, the maps were all preset, uh, you knew absolutely zilch going in, absolutely nothing, and when you died, the whole game restarted, but it was a much larger game, an unforgiving game, uh, and there were save points but you couldn't find them. Wait, okay. I'm, I'm very confused. It's because there, you, it's... No, hold on. You just said, first of all, A, you know nothing about Splunky going in every single time you play because it's random. True? But you know that you have a whip. Okay. There's a you, tutorial. You, you start to... Basically, Splunky's so simple that you're not going into menus and adding new items and finding maps okay. that may or may not work with a computer. And the computer may or may not be able to use certain items what all computer? at once. And the computer also gets emails that ping you while you're trying to get past a scary enemy, and you'll get killed because you'll be distracted by the email logo that's popping up on your screen. What computer? You have a computer that gets emails from... I thought this was in a mine. How do you get service? I know, right? There's there's ore inside the walls of the mine that acts as, a, as, as an antenna. Here's, uh, here's basically the thing about La Mulana. I think it's really interesting. I don't know if it's a game for me. I do think it might be a game for people who like Dark Souls, and that's why I wanted Griffin uh, and, I guess, Fretch, all, all of you here to talk about it. Because... It Justin feels didn't a lot finish Dark like, Souls. He's not. He's not a fan. He's wow. Yeah, he's never not mind. Justin, you can leave. Um, it's. It feels in a lot of ways like 2D Dark Souls. Uh, there are these bodies that are lying around that you can get information from that sometimes clue you into traps, but sometimes trick you. Um, Praise the light. Are they player, Praise the sun. Are they player They're, generated? But, but, but it, it doesn't have any of that player special stuff. Oh. This is all just made by them. The The story kind of reveals itself through the environments. You can go anywhere, but the reality is there is actually a specific path that you should be taking, and everything punishes you. Like, it's a game that you have to experiment trying, like, whipping everything, pushing everything if you ever want to find just the very basic materials uh to start enjoying the game but doing any of that will kill you a billion times and the amount of crap that you have to do at the beginning of the game just to get back in the temple is like 15 minutes worth of junk just to get back to the place where you originally were so sounds fun it's brutal like an example of this is i figured out basically how to get past basic enemies how to how to whip them and kind of maintain my health but there are rocks in the temple that look like they need to be moved or whipped. You whip them, and they electrocute you to, like, to almost no health. Um, but you Wait, also the rocks need... electrocute you? Yeah, yeah. Um, but some of them you do need to move and whip, so you never know if what you're doing is going to kill you uh, or be, like, finally just the very small thing you need to get the piece of the map. Like... All, all of the game, all of the game's core mechanics basically are withheld from you, and then you are just dying over and over again trying to get them. It's like the ability to save, the ability to get a map, the ability to even read the text that's on any of these bodies. All of that is unavailable from the beginning. Okay, follow up question: 
if you've got a computer, why the hell are you using a whip? Don't you have a fucking, like, future tech ray or something? No, just just a whip. Well, Russ, you have a computer. Yeah. Do you have a future tech ray? Yeah, I bought it at Toys R Us. But that, that doesn't sound functional. It's, it's like Not a, it's, a real death no, ray. I mean, it, it says it on the description. It, it does shoot Nerf bullets, but I like to imagine. Guys, here's <laughs> here's the thing about... No, 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 hold on. I want to no, hear more about this imagination. This I Russ really has. don't want to. Okay. Because, like, it's it's kind of cool to shoot friends with Nerf bullets, but what if it was, mm-hmm. like, a super ray? Yeah. Like, from the future. Mm-hmm. Like, a, with the beams. Right. <laughs> I was looking around the room uh, for my item to use in this little scene that we have, and all I found on his desk was a hammer. <laughs> um, guys, yeah. it's a good. I think it. It's a good game. I just don't know if I have the time or tolerance for something that is essentially as difficult as uh, old Ghouls and Ghosts or Ghouls and Goblins. Why am I messing it up? Um. Ghosts and Ghouls. Ghosts and Ghouls. God. It, it, it just handles like an old, difficult Japanese uh, action game. And on top of that, it has these like just brutal mechanics uh, of try and repeat that takes so much time. Oh, that, oh yeah. It, that The jumping mechanic is that very old-fashioned. If you press jump and you have uh, no momentum going left to right, you go straight up, and then you can control your descent. So you go up and can't control anything but you can move to left to right on the fall yeah that's real makes... life welcome to real life <laughs> it's that's just physics. it's all laser that's... pistols and side jumping yeah. now I, I i have an important uh this will be my last question on this game but i think it's the most important question as someone who played this game and obviously researched it heavily before bringing it to the table what does the title mean this sounds like Lama Lama is the actual place that you're going Lamblumana is... And what is, what is the translation? I have no idea. What is it? It means the Mulana. He got you. No, you walked into that. You got to respect when, you, when he <laughs> sets that snare. He and literally just, just fucking... sat... Griffin, you're feeding him. He leaned back, and now he's stretching his arms. Yeah, that's because he, he's the fucking <laughs> Like Victor. he's the fucking Lion King he just on top of the damn hill. <laughs> He just fucking General off to you. You are the got most it. dangerous game, and you just got fucking took. Everywhere the light touches, I will. You can hate on, him as, hate on him as much as you want, but you got to respect the game when he wins it. You know oh. what I mean? Guys, I would love for I would love for one of you who beat Dark Souls, Dark Souls to play this, and then maybe we can talk about it at next week for a little bit because it seems like it seems like a really good game if you are a masochist. Yeah. And I watched, uh, what is it, some uh, playthrough videos on YouTube, and some of the some parts of the game look baller. Unfortunately, I kept dying before I saw any of it. What are we talking about next week, y'all? No, we got to pick a winner. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's Griffin's favorite time. It's Griffin's favorite time. Uh, let me just say, I think I deserve to win because of that sick burn. That, um, that you did? But you're, yeah, it was unrelated I, to your thing. That I did. Yeah, that had to do with my game. Yeah, so what? I think that should be a bonus, like a write-in category. I think I think Griffin Griffin wins. Because I feel the most, you know, I'm being pulled in both directions with that news. And that excites I think, me. I think Griffin wins, I have such too. complex it's, emotions. It's, it's, it's like... Positive story. It's, 
it is rare for me to be so excited for so many things coming out for a single console. I mean, Earthbound. Earthbound. Well, Earthbound, Earthbound. Is, is for Wii U. Is it 3DS Virtual Console also? I don't know. They weren't clear on that. But A vote for Griffin is a vote for originality. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. I Guys, I think Griffin won. Griffin Congratulations, wins. Griffin. Thanks. Thank you. I think that's two in a row for me, but um, I don't want to brag, but I'm, I'm going to take home the pennant this year. I'm confident. <laughs> Repeat. Uh, so what's next week, y'all? I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's any games. We can talk about the Soul Sacrifice demo. I haven't uh, played it. But. No, there's a bunch. Dead Island comes out next, next week. week. Dead Island. Rip Monaco. Trek, Monaco. Uh, Far Cry Ooh. Blood Dragon. No, Ooh. that's two weeks from now. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So Monaco. So okay. we have plenty. Yeah, it's more than enough. So make sure you uh, you keep up with those games at Polygon.com. You hear us talk about them on Friday. Give us maybe a review or subscription in iTunes. And uh, make sure you join us again next Friday for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best things? Bessie!